It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? It's Chris Russell here. Happy New Year as we count you down to kickoff Sunday Night Football Week 17 between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team as they go for the NFC East crown again on Sunday Night Football at 820 from Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. We are brought to you on this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast by our friends at Pepsi. That's right, plenty of Pepsi to go around for the new year and this weekend of football, baby. And you know, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, overbearing sports parents and more, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they and you have joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different. Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. I'm going to be watching right along with you guys, not going to Lincoln Financial Field. COVID bit me in the you-know-what. So I'm going to be knocking down plenty of Diet Pepsi. I'm going to have to drain my sorrows in Diet Pepsi on Sunday night right here with you guys. Plus, I got to work after the game, so I can't really drink anything else. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football-watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, away we go. Let's give you the final, or not the final, I shouldn't say that, not the final injury report. The current injury report, it probably will be our final injury report because uh, we were normally supposed to do crossover Thursday. Uh, Unfortunately, right now, we're not able to bring that to you. you know, uh, just logistical reasons and whatever, uh, and some scheduling reasons. So uh, let's do this. Let's give you the Wednesday and Thursday snapshot look at what the Washington football team looks like, and as well the Philadelphia Eagles, why don't we, uh, and give you the information you need. All right, so uh, on uh, on Thursday, Alex Smith was limited. Uh, he was limited um, and I was at practice, and he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. I, he looked better than I thought he would. Now, that doesn't mean he can play on Sunday, but by all accounts, he looked good. He did not practice on Wednesday. He did practice, again, on a limited basis on Thursday. We don't know exactly how they broke up the first team reps. Again, media is not allowed to stay around. Uh, I have some video up which you guys can check out. It's part of um, uh, my Twitter feed and... and um, I'll try and put it on the Locked On Washington football team pod um, Twitter feed at LockedWFTPod. It's also on Washington football on SI.com. It is a practice video, you know, from individuals, yes, but you can tell that Alex Smith is not... In in the video that I shot and, and the practice that I watched, you can just tell that he's moving around freely. 
Now, that doesn't mean, again, he's going to be able to run all over the place on Sunday night. That doesn't definitely mean he's going to be able to play on Sunday night. Uh, I would be surprised if he's not a full go at practice uh, on Friday. I would be surprised at this point, probably, if he does not play. But I can't, of course, guarantee it, and I can't rule anything out. Ron Rivera wasn't either. So that's a little bit of good news for Alex Smith. Meanwhile, Terry McLaurin did not practice, but there was a promising update there from Ron Rivera, which you'll hear in just a moment. As well, Antonio Gibson did not practice. Seems to be no big deal on him, just kind of trying to rest. Again, Ron Rivera will address that coming up here. Thomas Davis Sr., who announced his retirement uh, that at the end of this season, whenever it ends, Sunday night or in the playoffs, he did not practice again uh, while dealing with a knee injury. Kevin Pierre-Lewis was limited Wednesday and Thursdays, missed the last two games with an ankle. We told you about Alex Smith, and then there was a little bit of good, but kind of expected news. Tim Settle limited on Wednesday with a shoulder, full go on Thursday. Jonathan Allen, not injury-related. He did not practice on Wednesday. I think a vet day off there, and he was full go on Thursday. Now, for the Philadelphia Eagles, check out this double did not participate list for Wednesday and Thursday. Defensive end, Derek Barnett. Defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, the leader of their defense. Tight end, Dallas Goddard, scored a touchdown against Kevin Pierre Lewis in week one. Uh, Jordan Maialita, uh, their starting left tackle. He's pretty much their, I think, their third string left tackle, uh, but he's been starting. He's got a concussion. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Jalen Mills' illness did not practice on Thursday. He did work on Wednesday. Richard Rogers, whose dad is on the Washington coaching staff, and Richard Rogers himself, uh, the younger, was in Washington football camp uh, during training camp. He did not make the team. Uh, he is not practicing for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Miles Sanders came up limited on Thursday. Um, and we told you, oh, uh, Deshaun Jackson, I don't know if we mentioned him. Uh, of course, the former Washington football team wide receiver and two-time Eagle, he has not participated in practice as well. So the Eagles are a little bit of a mess as well. All right. So that's the injury report right here uh, on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I mean, there's all sorts of news going on and stories about Kyle Smith and, you know, all that. I think we addressed uh, that on our last episode. Um, So what we're going to do is let you hear from the combatants, right? And from a Washington perspective, we're going to start with Ron Rivera from Thursday. Uh, You will also hear a little bit from Jack Del Rio and a little bit from Scott Turner before this episode is out right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Here's Ron Rivera. Hey, Ron, that uh, looked like the most we've seen out of Alex in a little bit. Um, So did that continue once we left? And then what did you notice from him as you were kind of watching him take all those reps? I did continue. And and that was good to see. You know, I thought he handled it well. I thought he had a good day. Um, You know, but again, I always say it with a little trepidation. It's always we'll see how he is tomorrow morning. But uh, it was a positive step, I think, in the right direction. I do agree with you, what you said initially, and that was uh, this is the most we'd seen from him early on. So, again, it's, it was a plus. It was a positive sign today. And with some, you know, I know you can't control the weather, obviously, but bad weather may be coming tomorrow. Yeah. Does, does the turf, um, I know you're not a fan of it, would that influence your decision of maybe how much work he gets tomorrow? Yes, to answer your question, yes, that's a fair question. Uh, hey, Ron, uh, where, how does Terry's schedule, what you've been able to do with him this week compared to what you had outlined on Monday? 
Um, it's better. It really is. Um, you guys didn't get a chance to see it because uh, we didn't want you to see it. So um, he, uh, he he looked good. He did. He moved around. It was a positive step. Uh, we see, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. Again, I, I, you know, that, that's the one thing about when they're working off to the side or something or they get a little bit more work. You always have to see what happens the next day, the next morning, and see how they respond to that much work. But that was another positive step, so that, that was good to see. Was the was, was hiding Antonio Gibson planned as well? Yeah, Antonio's fine. I, you know, he, he the the you know the 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 play the way he did, um, you know, and 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 as much as he did with that toe, it, it's tough. But um, you know what happens is you try to be smart with it, try to keep a, keep him off it as much as possible. Um, you know, you get some, you get a lot of reps in the walkthroughs and stuff like that. That's what's the important part. Hey, Ron, um, with Terry being, you know, limited out last week, limited this week, do you feel better about, like, are, are you less nervous, uh, like, knowing that he might not play than you would be at the beginning of the year, given what you've gotten out of your skill position players? Uh, yes, uh, I, I do like the development of skilled position players. And, and as you've seen, you know, those guys are capable. They're more than capable of making plays. And that's the best thing about it is, is we got a group of guys that are developing. We had a group of guys that are there already. Um, and it's pretty exciting. And, 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 and it's just going to add, you know, fuel to the fire as we continue to go forward. Is, is if we can get everybody back on the field and healthy, you'll feel even better about the group of guys that we do have. Uh, I, I think this is the first true night game you've had. Is there anything you like to do with the team during the day before the game to either keep them fresh or keep them studying? The biggest thing is to keep them fresh, you know, and, and, and try to get them not to play the game, uh, you know, because you get anxious, you know, to relax, watch it. You know, we have something scheduled for the guys to, 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 to kind of take their mind off of it. Um, and what we'll do is, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've allocated times for them to come in and, and get some stretching in and stuff like that, you know, because of the protocols, we've got to do it in blocks. So we can only have so many guys come down at a time. You know, it, it's, I think it's scheduled for like 10, 12 minutes or 15 minutes, somewhere along that line, we'll bring a group of guys in, we'll have them socially distanced. They'll do some stretching, some band work, and then they'll be off. And then the next group of guy guys will come in. You know, and, and then during that, that that time would be an opportunity for the coaches to talk to the talk to those guys while they're while they're getting their stretches in. Hey, Ron, with Antonio and not maybe not having a practice week to rest his toe, how much of that also stem from you want to rest his toe, but his growing confidence in in, in the system and, and what you've seen from him all year and his improvement, does that play into saying that, hey, we can rest him because he's yes. our, you know, he's of his knowledge and all that? Yes, because he's done such a good job learning. Um, that's been a plus. And so you can rest a guy um, and feel fairly confident that he'll pick it up and be ready to go. But in the meantime, you know, we've, we've had Lamar Miller out there getting some some reps and getting himself ready just in case. And with Alex, what were some of the things that you, when you say positive step today, what were some of the things that you felt were the most positive things that you saw from him? His movement, you know, it, 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 it was more, much more, much more fluid. Uh, so that's a plus. Hey, Ron, you've had uh, in the secondary, you've had some moving parts all year, but Ronald Darby's been a uh, stable presence for you guys all year. And I know going into the year, that was a question for him was just staying healthy. Um, what, what have you kind of seen from him this year? And what's he been able to, to do to help your secondary throughout the year? You know, he, he's, he's been, he's been our, probably our most consistent corner. Um, I, I, I like how he plays with his eyes. I really do. 
Um, but you know, there are some things that you like to see him be a little more disciplined with, but he, I mean, he's got the cornerback mentality. He's got good movement skills and he's done a great job in our system for us. And just that group in, in general, it has been one of the more consistent groups in terms of just the personnel you've had, especially since Kendall came back. What, what have you uh, seen from them all year? And what, what's the key for them going into this specific game against a guy like Jalen Hurts? Well, it's discipline because when Jalen breaks the pocket, you know, the, the, the receivers all go into their scramble drill and, and we've got to connect. You know, we've got to find guys that are roaming open and connect to them and, and force him to either eat the ball or throw it away. All right, we'll finish up a touch on Ron Rivera next right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Happy New Year, everybody. We are brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You know, there's some big football games this weekend. None bigger for us than Week 17 Sunday Night Football, the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. But you got the college football uh, bowl season. you got the playoffs. You've got all NFL Week 17 there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today just like I did for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That's right, Locked On, 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Check it out now, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus from Bet Online, your online sports book experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we will finish up here with Ron Rivera. Just a little bit more from him from Thursday on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, courtesy of WashingtonFootball.com. Hey, hey, Ron, good afternoon. Um, Just, uh, you know, just curious, like you were just kind of mentioning, like, you know, life will go on if you guys lose. But but will you view this as kind of just a, a blown opportunity if things don't go right? Or will you view this? if things don't go right as a learning lesson that you can kind of propel and move forward with, and again, teach your guys about what it takes to, to complete a full 16 game season and make the playoffs. I like your second option. That's exactly how I'm going to look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would I look at this as a blown opportunity? Nobody expected us to have this opportunity, you know? Um, but to me, you know, you, you get to where you are, that's success. No, no matter how we look at it, that's success. Now, if this was, Three years down the line, I'd be I'd be disappointed if we didn't make it. But right now, I'm ecstatic about where we are. I, I am. I'm fired up about it. Why? Because, you know, to me, it's it's bright, and that's the way I look at it. I I, I know that you know, 2020, the season of 2020 will be over, and I'll I want to tell you guys, hey, let's look forward. Okay, let's look forward because this is where I believe we're going. So that's how I'm going to approach it with my guys. I. I I don't want this to be looked at any other way other than this, this, what we did, we accomplished a lot. I mean, I saw, you know, 
the preseason predictions where people predicted we were going to win more than three games. Okay. I, I saw those things. I get those. Everybody knows Rihanna had us at seven and nine, but okay. But the point just being is that we're not expected. So this to me, this is house money. That's the way I'm going to look at it. Um, you know, cause I want my, our guys to understand we, we came a long way. We did in spite of everything that happened in 2020, this football team has come a long way. Can we go further? I hope so. I, I really do. I hope on Sunday we get a chance to go further because um, it'll be also part of the learning process. It'll be another step in the learning process. I would love for this young group to be able to say, yeah, man, it was crazy going into the playoffs and doing this, that, and the other thing because that's part of the learning process. That's another step. So uh, is it exciting? Hell, yes, it is. It really, truly is. And I'm, I'm very happy and excited for our players. And as I told them, you know, after Sunday's game against Carolina, guys, this isn't for me. I've been there. I know what it feels like. This is for you guys to learn and grow. I'm the voice of experience. I can tell you what it feels like, but I want them to experience it. So that's what this is about as far as I'm concerned. Thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Hey, Ron. Uh, I think uh, this will be uh, the or today would be the one year anniversary of you agreeing and signing the contract and taking the job here. And I guess I was just kind of wondering what you imagined on that day this that 2020 would be. <laughs> you could have imagined any of this. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anything to like like it was, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I did imagine getting a team of, 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 of really good young football players and 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 developing them. Um, that's what I imagined, that our coaches would get an opportunity to, 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 to shape and mold and, and teach. Um, and, and I think that's what our coaches have done. I think they've done a great job of shaping, teaching, and molding. Um, that's what I imagined. Uh, I, 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 there's no way I could imagine anything else. Um, I, I, did I imagine competing for, for the division? I was hoping to compete for the division, you know, as an optimistic person and coach. Yes, absolutely. Did I imagine it? No. Um, I, that, that's, that's probably the truth of it, Les, is that, that, that I couldn't imagine where we are today. Um, you hope for it. Uh, that's cool. But um, <laughs> in spite of everything, uh, it, it's been a hell of a year, though. That's for doggone sure. All right, that's Ron Rivera, a portion of his press conference from Thursday. Uh, Just checking out from betonline.ag, our our sponsorship partner, and we appreciate them. The Washington football team preseason as of September 5th, I think, is when uh, they did this. Uh, They had an over-under of five and a half, so clearly uh, they are over that, and obviously they can get to seven wins on Sunday night. So either way, they'll be over, but the question is whether they'll be six and 10 or whether they will be uh, seven and nine. There you go. So that's courtesy of betonline.ag. Follow them on Twitter, of course, at betonline uh, underscore ag. All right. So you have that. On top of that, let's hear a little bit from Jack Del Rio, who's got a deal with Jalen Hurts and this banged-up Philadelphia offense. Jack Del Rio, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Now that you've basically had Chase for pretty much an entire year, just how have you seen him grown, and maybe what stood out to you more um, with him than any other quality he's shown you? 
Well, I think uh, obviously the skill set coming in was great. I think the way he um, the way he arrived on the scene, kind of serious about his work and fitting in with his teammates was like exactly what you'd hope for. And then I think the biggest surprise, um, just something I didn't really anticipate is how much of a leader he is, how, how inspirational he is. I mean, he, he loves football. He loves his teammates. And all you have to do is watch him, you know, watch him, watch him during practice, watch him on game day. He, he loves ball. And uh, I think it's infectious. And I know you have, you know, bigger fish to fry, but do you think he's deserving of the Defensive Rookie of the Year award? I, I, I'd, vote, I'd vote for him, but, you know, I'm, I'm biased. But, uh, you know, bottom line is uh, he's, had a, he's had a nice start to his career. Um, you know, he's, he's going to work hard and he wants to be a great player in this league. And, um, you know, he's on his way. So you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we have him. Uh, Chase's leadership, just with him being named captain, does that kind of reflect um, th those leadership uh, attributes? Yeah, it does. I, I think, you know, it's rare that it happens with um, uh, a young player as quickly as it had, but he, he's, he's just so genuine. Um, he does lead and he leads the right way. So uh, I think it's a, I think it's a well-deserved honor for him. And he's forced uh, a few fumbles here especially lately, but pretty consistent throughout the year. Is there something about his game that allows him to be particularly successful at that? Yeah, I think, you know, overall awareness, you know, he's got, he's got length and he uses it. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, not just getting back there, but, but looking for opportunities to take the football off people. And uh, uh, it comes very natural for him. I, when I say natural, I mean, it's something he works at, you know, but, but I, I think, uh, that's just going to be a part of his game. Hey, Jack. Um, I know you've worked with a number of good pass rushers and pairs from your time in Denver, Oakland, Jacksonville. How, how do Chase and Montez not stack up, but are, are they comparable to any any guys you've worked with in the past? Well, Nikki, I would just say, um, you know, they're they're a good pair. They're both young players, you know, some of the other guys that I've had over the years, um, you know, it's sure great to have guys that can that can generate some some rush off the edge, and uh, I appreciate those guys, and 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 not just for being effective at rushing the quarterback, but for setting the edge for our defense. I mean, a lot of what we do is dependent on on those guys being able to be forceful at the edge, not just play the edge, and uh, and they do that, and so. Um, I like the pair we have here right now. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to get in trying to rank them, compare them and, and, and all that. But I, I would just say that, you know, they're, they're two young players that, uh, that have gotten better through the course of this season and should get better through the course of their career. And with Ryan Kerrigan, did anything, I guess, surprise you about working with him this year? Anything um, stand out to you? I mean, what, just generally, what was your experience like? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's a, a fine young man, um, been a good player for a long time. He's been very productive in the time that he's played and in the snaps that he's had for us on this season and throughout his career. And so, you know, you just admire a guy like uh, a guy like Ryan and the way he conducts himself every day as a pro. All right, we'll finish up with Jack Del Rio, who's got his hands full trying to deal with um, 
with Jalen Hurts and whether or not Jalen Hurts is Russell Wilson, as Ron Rivera compared him to, to me on Wednesday, uh, in, in terms of who does he remind you? He's not saying that he is Russell Wilson. You get the point. We will finish up with Jack Del Rio on the other side and hear a little snippet from Scott Turner, the Washington offensive coordinator, next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at Built Bar. You know the deal by now. Built Bar is the way to go, especially in the new year when you're looking to get healthier and shed all that weight that we all gained uh, over the quarantine, over the virus, and as well over the holidays. Uh, 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake among them, 12 original flavors. Again, my favorite, the peanut butter. Um, I love mint brownie, uh, and I'm not usually a mint guy, but I like the mint brownie built bars uh, as well. Peanut butter brownie, two die for absolutely. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they are great for you. That's right. Normally, chocolate bars, not good for you. Built Bars are not just chocolate bars. They are chocolate bars that are really good for you. They're low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for any diet that you're on. Trust me, you're going to love them. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, BuiltBar.com, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's right. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We are back with you right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's finish it up with Jack Del Rio for a minute or two, and then we will get to Scott Turner before we end things up. I've noticed that Cameron Curl has just seemingly been around the ball of recently. Like, I know that the fumble was was blown dead by the whistle, but I believe he was the one who actually punched it out on the play where the running back fumbled it. And then, of course, he was the recipient of Chase Young's pressure, um, forcing the interception or fourth fumble, whatever it was. Um, what is it? What is it? I guess, go-to to a guy consistently being around the ball that way, having a nose football the way. And I guess, how do you identify those kind of players when you make that assessment, especially a late-round pick like him? Yeah, you'd like to be uh, successful in all of your picks like that, right? But, um, you know, he has, a, he has a nose for the ball, and uh, he plays with great awareness. He's an intelligent player. Um, he's a versatile player. And, you know, you look at the different roles that we put him in, and for a rookie to be able to just understand where to be and to play at all, uh, is one thing. And he's played very, very well and, and, and really taken advantage of the opportunities he, he's been given. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a, you know, a, a formula for it. I just think when you're evaluating, you're looking for guys that can 
you know, do different things and, and bring different qualities to your team. And I, li- I like the mentality he brings. I mean, he, he's kind of, um, he's just calm. He's intelligent. He's aware. And uh, guys that are aware and, and hustle and get to the football are going are gonna to find themselves coming up with turnovers. And then sort of segue on that, what does it do for defense when you have a guy like a Jimmy Moreland or a Kendall Fuller? I've noticed them throughout the season, whenever there's a screen thrown anywhere near their direction, Jimmy especially, it seems that he's very able to kind of blow it up all by himself, usually even if he's still being blocked, or I've noticed it with Kendall Fuller as well too. Um, what does it do for defense to have guys out there on the edge that you can trust can you know basically blow up a screenplay like that and or create enough commotion that the guys can rally? Yeah, that means they get to play because that's what we need him to do. You know, uh, he's doing his job uh, and he's done it. He's done it well. And we're going to going to be challenged again this week. They do some things that way, trying to get the ball out and and get the receivers and, and skill people the ball in space. And, and so we need our guys to know how to leverage and how to attack it. And and uh, and he's you know, those guys have done, you know, Kendall, uh, Jimmy and others throughout the year for the most part have have handled that part of today's the NFL offenses, which you're going to see. Hey, Jack, good afternoon. Happy New Year to uh, you and your family. Um, I mean, obviously a lot has changed for Philadelphia since the week one win, and, and you guys struggled in like the first quarter and a half, and then you cranked it up and, and shut them down. But um, how much has their offense, I guess, in general changed? Uh, and obviously I know the quarterback and Ron yesterday when I asked him who Jalen Hurts kind of reminds him of, he said Russell Wilson, and obviously I know he's not there, but who does he remind you of? Well, he reminds me of a good football player. I don't know that I would make Russell Wilson comparisons at this point. Uh, I think what he's saying in that is that this is a guy that can extend plays and that will take off and run with the football. So he is mobile. Um, I, you know, I, I followed uh, Jalen since his days back at Bama. Uh, this, is a, this is a tough young man. He's, he's handled tough situations in life really admirably. Um, you know, I, I just have a lot of respect for the way he conducted himself then, the way he has uh, thus far, you know, in his career. And these, this is the kind of guy that you root for when, when you're not playing against him. But, I mean, you know, you're, you got to admire, you know, some of these qualities that he's shown, some of the toughness and some of the dependability and the accountability and, and those things. So uh, a lot of respect for him as, as, as the type of young man he is, okay. Uh, he, he brings a skill set that, uh, he has feet, has the ability to extend plays, has a strong arm, and, and does those things. So obviously, uh, you know, their team has got a little bit of a lift from him over the last couple of weeks, and, and we're going to need to make sure we get him slowed down. Uh, and and sorry for the long-winded original question. Just how I mean, obviously, it's changed at the quarterback spot, but how I guess has that had an impact on anything else that you see in terms of you know their offense evolving? Do they use Rager a little bit more than maybe they did early on in the year? Do you see anything that is dramatically different? Well, the biggest differences are you know the um, the option the the option football that's part mm-hmm. of it. You know where the quarterback is reading. Uh, the defensive end. It's always been part of their their offense with a zone read, but now they're doing other types of read principles, and um, so they're creating the they're creating things that you've got to be able to handle as a defense. We're working hard to get that dialed in right now, and we'll be ready to compete Sunday night. But we we know that he brings a different element to their offense, and they've structured their offense to suit his talents. Hey Jack, um, sorry if uh, if somebody's already asked about Ronald Darby, but um, just kind of curious. Obviously, he was one of the, the the new pieces. 
to this defense. Obviously, you were also new. A lot of people were new. But with him, it was a lot of uncertainty about what you would get out of him over a full season. He's obviously been one of the more consistent performers you've had. What have you, what have been, what's been your takeaway being with him for over the course of the year? And, and what do you kind of uh, – well, yeah, basically just that. What's been your take on him uh, throughout this year? Yeah, well, he's a good young man. Um, he's been able to stay healthy for us, which when he's been healthy, he's played good football. So, you know, that was the biggest thing. He'd been, he'd been nicked up a few times and um, wasn't able to always be out there. But he's been out there for us now. This will be a full season. Uh, he's, been, he's been dependable. Uh, he's been productive. And uh, he's been a good teammate. So, you know, he's been a, been a great addition for us. And I'm glad that we have him. And, um, you know, so it's been a, a really good year for him. All right, once again, that is Jack Del Rio. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. And just a couple of minutes here with offensive coordinator for the Washington football team, Scott Turner. Ooh, man, figure out that quarterback mess, all the guys banged up. How are they going to attack? Hey, Scott, I just wonder first what you made of, of Taylor uh, in the fourth quarter last week. Uh, I think he did a nice job. You know, tough situation, always, also, uh, obviously coming into a game, down a couple scores, uh, not a lot of time left. But I think he did a nice job of, um, you know, kind of, Seeing some open holes, getting pushing the ball down the field a little bit. Uh, the good thing was the you know the ball came out on time. Um, you know when he when he had the ability to extend some plays, he did that. And uh, you know we moved the ball. Unfortunately, on that first drive, you know uh, weren't able to get it in the end zone. Got the one touchdown called back, and you know had the sack on the one second down play. But um, you know overall, you know with with not a lot of work um, and you know not being here for a while, um, he he did it, and I thought he fared well. When you have a guy going in a position like that, how much do you have to balance the, hey, maybe let's get him some easy throws early to get him settled in versus we don't have a ton of time, so we just got to take our shots? I mean, it, you know, it, honestly, at that point, you just got to trust the player that he's prepared um, and you got to do whatever you can to try to win the game, you know, because that's what we're trying to do. You only get so many opportunities at it. And I think Taylor was was ready and, uh, and, and took to that challenge. You know, we had a couple of plays that, you know, if we would have made them, um, we could have swung it the other way. Uh, and I don't think, you know, you just got to trust those guys that they're going to, they're going to get done what they need to. Hey, hey, Scott, Ron was talking a lot about, um, Taylor's retention. And just, I was kind of wondering, do you see that kind of play out in the game? Like, are there series to series adjustments that he's making things that he learns really fast? Just how kind of fast does he understand the game? Yeah, well, Taylor um, is a guy that I've actually, you know, I got some experience with. I was with him in Minnesota as well as Carolina. Um, you know, this offense, you know, it's evolved, obviously, but the foundation, um, you know, has, has been close to the same as it changed. And just so like the verbiage, he's a smart guy. You know, I think I heard him talking in his press conference. He was taking like math in nature or some sort of whatever, some classes I don't even understand. And uh, so he, he's, he's a smart guy. He understands what we're trying to get done. Um, and so he was able to retain stuff just from his background of being around us. Um, and then, yeah, he, he knows coverages and, you know, he kind of knows where the holes are. He knows where guys are supposed to be uh, and he turns it loose. And then, you know, playing Philly in week 17 is kind of a nice bookend to where you guys were at the beginning of the year. I mean, as you kind of think about it is, is where you guys are at now a complete difference to where you were at at the beginning of the season? How do you feel like you've progressed as you head into the home stretch here? You know, um, it's been a long year. You know, we, we, I've been watching these cutups of the, uh, of the Philly game, watch that game again. And that seems like five years ago, you know, I think everyone, everyone jokes about 2020 and all that kind of stuff, but this season's kind of been, been like that. Um, you know, I think we've come a long way, you know, you've seen a lot of our players, a lot of guys really, 
uh, we found out about some guys, you know, some guys that really stepped up and have put together pretty good years. I think offensively, you know, we still got a lot of work to do, um, you know, as we build this this program and we'll reflect a little bit more of that once the, you know, once the season's over. But, um, you know, we've gotten better. Uh, we've gotten better in a lot of areas. And, and that's what kind of what we're trying to do. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's interesting. You played him in the first game, you played in the last game. Um, but, you know, we're really right now just kind of focused on getting getting to this game and doing everything we could possibly can to find a way to get a win and extend our season. You guys had a lot of success earlier in the season with snapping it to Logan Thomas or getting him involved in those various ways. Seems like that hasn't been the case the last couple of times you've gone to anything you've noticed about whether it's opponents keying in or just, you know, something that happens over the course of a season. No, you know, I mean, the uh you know, the last, the last couple of times that you're referring to, obviously the fourth and one in Pittsburgh, uh, that guy made a nice play. Um, uh, and then this last one, we ran the third and one and, uh, you know, FA, you know, he, we, we had a cutoff block and he, he hit the snap count and, uh, he beat a block really. I mean, that's what it was. It wasn't, I mean, you know, it's a downhill power, t- power type run. Um, and the guy beat a block and, and he made a nice tackle in the backfield. It wasn't, it wasn't anything um, that was like a giveaway or something like that. You know, it's still there's some stuff that we'll continue to do and sprinkle in. And just like any other play, I mean, we can snap the ball to quarterback and hand it off to the back. And, um, you know, if if they got the right call made or if we don't, you know, execute a block, you know, they can stop those. So that's kind of just how I view it. I don't you know, I, I trust our guys that we're going to handle the, um, you know, the ball handling. It's not going to be a disaster uh, as far as that goes. And then I just view it as, as any other play in our offense. What Scott, what did you see in um, Taylor after college? Because you went down to work him out down there. What did you see in him and why did you guys want him in Minnesota? Well, um, he's an incredibly productive player. Uh, when he got done playing there, I think he was like the sixth. He threw for the sixth most yards in the history of all of college football, any level. Um, like I said before, he's a very smart guy. Uh, and he's really a good athlete. You know, he wasn't invited to the combine, but if he would have been, I mean, I think he would have finished in like the top three in all those athletic categories, whether it's 40 yard dash, broad jump, vertical jump. Uh, and then, so I just wanted to see him go and, and, you know, throw the ball, kind of see how it came off his hand and, and he throws a nice ball, you know, the, the, his issue, um, is he's six foot, 200 pounds, you know, he's a littler guy and, you know, you've seen more and more guys like that play. Um, and a lot of times it's not necessarily your ability to play, but just, the, uh, you know, avoiding hits and the durability it takes, you know, over the course of a season, um, you know, he's bounced around. We had him all, obviously multiple places. He played uh, last started a game against the Falcons in 2018 and unfortunately got hurt, you know, uh, and that's where we went to Kyle. Um, the next game was the Saints, but um, just the athleticism, the, uh, you know, you see him throw the ball on time. He has nice touch, the ball, ball flights, good, nice. And uh, he's a smart guy. And then, so we got him as undrafted guy and then he kind of, kind of developed and um, you know, we liked what we saw for him, liked how he played when, uh, when the lights came on. Hey Scott, you kind of joked about 2020 earlier, but I mean, you're on your fourth quarterback. Do you ever reflect and, and wonder just kind of how nuts it is that you're playing for the division title Sunday night? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I try not to at least uh, the it's been a long year, you know, but this is this league and you never know what's going to come up. Um, you know, I think you got to approach every week and kind of say, hey, who do we have and how can we do the best to make this work? We've done we've done a better job than others some weeks. You know, some weeks we, we need to do better. And, and we just got to everyone's got to give their best this week. We got to all hands on deck, whoever we have that's going to be wearing a jersey. 
um, they got to be a part of the reason that we can go win this game and, and get the division. That's That's been my message to the guys. Um, and that's how I approach it because to me, there's no other way to approach it. I mean, that's, that's the situation that, that we're in and uh, we got to make the most of it. And then uh, with Antonio Gibson, is he fully back to you? Uh, like, is, could he handle 20 carries, whatever yeah. game flow calls for? Yeah, I think he could. I mean, it's a shame really what happened in the game on Sunday. You know, uh, we were, we were run heavy in the first half. Uh, I really wanted to, to run the ball. Um, you know, we had some circumstances in the game and we got behind and, you know, we get the ball in the third quarter with, uh, you know, six minutes left and we're down three scores and, you know, just, you got to maximize possessions at that point. And, and it forced us to get away from the run. You know, if you, if you stay normal and you run the ball, you're probably only going to get three more possessions. And we got, we got four um, and you're down three scores. You need every possession you get. And, and that's, that's kind of what, what led to that. Um, I think the way he was running the ball, uh, if, if we would have stayed a close game um, and, and, you know, if we didn't turn the ball over offensively, uh, I think, you know, I think he would have had a, a nice game of, of running football because he he was really getting rolling. Um, you know, when you play a game like that, you got to evaluate the toe. We're st he's still working to rehabbing uh, to get back. And um, but I feel good about him. And I know, like I said, he's, he'll, you know, hopefully he'll, we'll get him rolling and he'll good to go Sunday and he'll he'll give us everything he's got. All right, once again, that is Scott Turner, part of his press conference from Wednesday. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com for making that available to us. And thanks to you guys for being a part of the show all year long. Really appreciate it. Downloads, I, I think we've, you know, uh, tried to give you as good a content as we can. I think the numbers were pretty good uh, in terms of the growth from year over year uh, that I was told. So I appreciate you guys uh, being a part of the mix and downloading and supporting the Locked on Washington football team podcast. It certainly has been a tumultuous, tumultuous and interesting year. And I know sometimes not fun to talk about, uh, but... Uh, hopefully, we will have a division championship late on Sunday night uh, and into Monday morning to talk about. So, we want to remind you on Sunday morning, if you're looking for a good pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth, check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you don't like the fun stuff uh, that, or the not fun stuff that they do, depending on your perspective, no celebrity camos, just no fluff, no comedy sketches, you know, Terry Bradshaw going, <laughs> if you just like football, Every Sunday morning with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on your notifications to be notified when the show goes live. Every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And away we go. Have a great New Year, New Year's weekend. Good luck to the Washington football team. They'll need every bit of it. Um, we will be back after Sunday night into Monday morning, hopefully talking about an upcoming playoff game in an NFC East championship. In the meantime, happy new year, be safe and, um, take care of each other. Adios. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 